Welcome to the Food-Minded Fellow podcast. I'm your host, Gavin Smith. This week on the podcast, I meet with an intrepid young lady who's making a go at farming on Martha's Vineyard. I'm Mallory Watts, and we are at Milkweed Farm in Chilmark on Martha's Vineyard. Uh, we are in our, we're finishing our second season, which is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, our second season and our second season known as Milkweed Farm and second season that I'm officially running the farm. Mallory is not your average farmer, and she didn't come to farming in an average way. So I came to farming, um, kind of an interesting route, not the conventional route. Uh, I'm from Michigan originally, and I went to school in New York actually for two years, um, my freshman and sophomore year at Manhattanville College. I played hockey there. And when I was there, I was pre-med, and I was trying to take science courses, but it wasn't aligning necessarily with my schedule because I was an athlete. Um, so I applied to University of Michigan, and I I got in, and I was accepted. So I decided that academically it made a lot more sense that I would go there. So I went to U of M, and their pre-med program is pretty intense. Um, But I I completed the program and I double majored in international studies in Spanish. And while I was studying international studies, my senior year, I took a course on food systems. And it was in that class that her mind was changed. After a group project on food waste, the correlation between health and food systems became crystal clear. She was unsure of what her next step would be. But she knew that food systems interested her, and she decided to give herself a year to figure it out. So she went to New York. I didn't have a job, and I didn't have any money. (laughs) So I needed to pay rent, and uh, I got a job at a plastic surgeon's office on the Upper East Side, which was crazy. And I worked there for a year, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about um, the business side of things and being an admin, and um, I was an executive assistant, and, you know, working a lot. And it was a fully female-run business. Um, I learned a lot in that regard and looked up to a lot of the women I worked with. Um, But again, in my spare time, all I was doing was reading about ag and our food system. And I was like, you know what? This is what I'm passionate about. Like, I don't feel strongly about going to medical school. It's not for me. This isn't my personality and not how I want to help in terms of health. Mallory's interest in food systems had grown into an obsession, and it was time to act on it. So she found an urban agricultural program based in Brooklyn, New York, and decided to apply. I quit my job and again had no money. <laughs> and I went and worked it. Uh, I went and did this program in Brooklyn. It was a seven month intensive program, and I loved it. Um, I learned so much. You know, I was working like as many part time jobs as I could basically because you had to you had to be there three days a week, and it was I think eight hour days or something. So you know, it was hard to find a. Uh, part-time job that that worked with that schedule but I made it work and yeah and I I just completely fell in love with with farming in general but it was interesting because I wasn't working on a big farm I was working in Brooklyn so I was working outside of a high school and but I was learning about growing so many different types of vegetables and flowers we had another acre well it was an acre in total and about half and half was flowers and veggies and I was like I was like, this is it. This is what I love. So I got to do it. When the program ended, Mallory was fired up. She could no longer continue to work several part-time jobs 
and needed to make a decision. She knew that farming was in her future, but she didn't know what was next. I was contacted by a recruiter, oddly enough, and simultaneously was interviewing for a position as an office manager for a um, like hedge fund platform company in New York. And um, I was actually offered the position and was really debating on taking it um, because at the time the money was really important. And it was a good job. It was a good opportunity. But I was, I was already regretting the idea of kind of like going back to an office because I was just so happy and like really enjoying working outside and wanted to utilize everything that I learned. So I was contacted by this other recruiter that offered this personal assistant position and it was a really unique position. Um, and I took it, which is what I do now. And uh, it kind of involved running these properties on Martha's Vineyard um, that my boss owns, who lives in New York City um, with his family. And they've been coming here for a long time, but he's extremely interested and passionate about ecology, agriculture, the environment. Um, and very knowledgeable about it as well. Um, it's his hobby, but it's certainly a passion, um, and that was evident. And we really connected in my interview, and um, I've been working for them for about two and a half years. So then after the first year when I was running the books, basically, for the farm off-island and I was still living in New York, I kind of talked to my boss, and I was like, listen, why don't we make this like a real farm? Let's do it. Um, you've got this amazing piece of property. Here's my business plan. So... That's what we did. And I moved here in March of 2018 and started Milkweed Farm. And we are now in September of 2019. And it's been pretty fun. Many people have a preconceived notion about what Martha's Vineyard is. It means something different to everyone, whether you visit it or not. But to many, it's just the playground for the rich and famous. In reality, it's mostly countryside and beaches. The agrarian and fishing communities are strong. And many of the year-round residents work blue-collar jobs just like the rest of America. Mallory is a perfect example of someone whose conception was broken when she visited the island. So coming to Martha's Vineyard my first time, I was... I was a bit surprised. I had... You know, I'm from Michigan originally. I grew up around farms. My grandpa had a farm. My grandma was a farmer. Um... I grew up from like seeing big pieces of land that was growing, they were growing, you know, fields and fields of corn. Grew up going upstate Michigan and there's just endless fields and cows and just, it, that's what you see. Um, and I'll tell you, the last thing I thought when I came to Martha's Vineyard that there were gonna be a lot of farms here. I, I had the, the idea that Martha's Vineyard was gonna be Probably what Nantucket's like. I mean, I've never even been to Nantucket, but I, uh... I can assure you, no slight was meant to the island of Nantucket. I totally thought that it was just going to be very ritzy and, like, totally different than what it was. And when I came, I was like, oh my gosh, I love it here. I love the, the ag community. I, I was so embraced and so fortunate to have been embraced like that. I remember our first farmer's market meeting. I met a couple people. They were really great. Both very good friends now. Um, and going to the farmer's market the first day and like setting up my tent, I was a little nervous because I was like, you know, it's, it's a community. I don't want to, it's difficult to break into a community and you want to respect the people that have been there forever. Um, and I, and I realized there's a rich history here, especially in ag. Um, and I, I respect people that are stewards to the land for, you know, in their family. Um, and I didn't want to 
I didn't want to overstep by any means. Um, but the first farmer's market, you know, I was setting up and there couldn't have been more people to offer hands and help. And people were so sweet and generous and kind. And I really appreciated that and made me feel a lot better. You know, and I remember we were setting up and I had like nothing. I think I had radishes and some spinach. And I was like, I was like, well, this is what we got. So we better own it. And, uh, I was also used to seeing like New York city farmers markets that are huge, just tons of people driving in too from, you know, hundreds of miles of North of the city. Um, so it was just, it was unique. It was really different. It was really, um, it was cool. It's a, it's a homey vibe. Um, very welcoming community um, and people that have been in it for a long time and people that want to learn people that if they don't know something, you know, no one, no one has an issue with asking questions, which I, I think is cool. After arriving in this new place, starting this new career, Mallory had her share of questions. Fortunately, the local community came to her aid. I was thinking about compost and we didn't, we weren't making our own compost and thinking about people that I could ask for help for that. I was like, I, you know, I'm going to do the old fashioned, new fashioned Google search and figure out who I can talk to. Like who knows about compost here? And I found Allen Farm. So I, I drove up there and I was like, hi, my name's Mallory. Um, I'm starting farm, milkweed farm down the road, you know, the such and such property. And I sat down with Mitchell. The, uh, the guy up there at Allen Farm. And we talked for a whole afternoon. He had just had hip surgery. He invited me into his room and he was eating oatmeal. And he was like, you want any oatmeal? And I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good, I don't need any oatmeal. And we talked about compost. We talked about organic farming. We talked about, you know, tools that you can use instead of using a tractor. And it was just, it was an amazing conversation that I don't think I'll ever forget. And I don't, I don't know if he remembers it, but it was a lot of, it was really valuable to me. Um, and I ended up buying compost from him. They delivered it. They helped me out. They, he and his son, Ned, they brought it over. And I was like, look, guys, I don't have any way of getting it over here. Can you help me out? And they were like, yeah, 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 we'll bring it. We'll bring it. So they brought it all over. And, you know, they dumped it for me. And they were like, you're going you're gonna to farm all this? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to try. So <laughs> they were like, all right, well, good luck. They're like, by the way, we do deer fencing if you ever need deer fencing. And I'm like, right, yeah, no, I think, I think we'll be good. We were not good. It was not good. We had so many deer. Um, you know, I tried. I, I mean, I knew the deer were going to be bad, but whew, they tested me that first year. And um, yeah, that's like definitely a significant point where I was like, I felt really appreciative to have them, you know, because I didn't have any family here. It's not like I could call, you know, like my dad and be like, hey, I really need your help to like move this compost. Can you help me out today? And Mitchell was like, yeah, no problem. We'll bring it over. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> With a lot of hard work and a little help from the community, Mallory got her farm started. But now she was faced with what to do with all this produce. I had to think about what we were going to do to make money. Um, you know, because that's reality. You got to make some money somehow. So who is I going to sell everything to? And... Um, I didn't realize that Martha's Vineyard had so many private chefs on it, but maybe that was naive of me to think. But I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many private chefs here, and they're so knowledgeable about farms and about, and about um, food in general and where they want the food to come from. Personally, I make it my mission to highlight as much local product as possible. Which I so appreciate that they're not just out there trying to get what they can get quickly. They want to get it from a farmer that's willing to grow it for them. So, you know, we're, we have that advantage here as farmers. Um, 
so that was something that I learned fairly quickly and early on um, was selling to private chefs. And then there are general stores on the island um, that are also really supportive of local farms um, in every town and uh, communicating with them and figuring out a schedule. And, you know, they're not going to sit there and buy a, a large quantity because they're smaller stores. They're general stores. Um, but they they'll support you if they can. So if they can buy a few pounds of this and a few pounds of that, then they will. Um which is amazing. And then there's, a, you know, a couple other little stores, um, little market stores that'll buy. And then um, I sell to a neighbor down the road. She's about 75 years old, maybe. Um, sweetest lady ever. And she introduced herself to me walking down from the beach road the first, you know, few days I was here in like March in the middle of a nor'easter. And she was like, what the hell are you doing out there? And I was like, oh, I'm just starting... I got to get these beds made for the this season. I'm going to start growing a bunch of crops here. She was like, oh my gosh, I'd be so interested. Like, let me know. So we ended up meeting and talking and I delivered her every week. Um, bring it down to her house and she's just so appreciative and talks to me about, you know, how she loves to garden and what she loves about it and sends me pictures of the produce and the meals that she shares with her families and friends from the food that I grew. And it's just, it's so special. It's a really special feeling. Um... It makes me feel really good to know that she wants to support local farms um, and people like me, you know. And then um, weekly, starting in June to the end of August, I sell at the West Tisbury Farmer's Market on Wednesdays. There's a Wednesday and Saturday market, um, but I only sell at the Wednesday. I didn't get into the Saturday because... There's a waiting list, which I think is great. <laughs> I think it's, you know, I mean, sure, I would love to be in the Saturday, but... There's a waiting list to get into the farmer's market. That's a good sign. <laughs> so uh, I will, I'll take that and that's okay. Um, I love the Wednesday market. It's not as crazy crowded as the Saturday, especially in August when everyone is here. But the Wednesday, I really enjoy. I really enjoy it. When Mallory first got started, it was important for her to implement the things that she had learned in her food systems course. The things that had gotten her interested in farming in the first place. Thinking about big ag, like I said, I come from Michigan, and I, I've seen a lot of the farms in the Midwest, and I started reading a lot about the effects of what the big farms do and what are the effects on our climate and um, our ecosystems, and realizing, you know, we really need to have, if I, if what's important to me is that I, I want to have diversity on my farm. I want to have small scale. Um, you know, we're sitting on 12 acres here, this property in total. Um, and if I wanted to, we could push that. We could grow on all 12 acres. It's a beautiful piece of property. We have a lot of flat land. We could easily grow on every inch of it. Um, but I chose to grow on less than an acre. Um, because to me, I want to be able to grow as many vegetables as possible on the smallest piece of land because conserving the land itself is really important to me. Um, because We've taken up a lot of our land. We've also, for lack of a better word, destroyed a lot of it um, with soil erosion as a result of, you know, commodity foods, um, growing commodity foods, which I understand the, you know, impacts that if we were to not do that, what the impacts would be on farmers that are growing those, those foods. So it, it's a difficult cycle for us to break out of, but um, I fortunately have been able to land on, land on this land. <laughs> um, this property that has... Um, this opportunity to grow a diverse group of crops. Um, and if I, if I can do that, then 
I should take advantage of it instead of kind of succumbing to the idea of like, okay, well, you know what? We're just going to grow a ton of corn on six acres and then we're going to grow a ton of, you know, wheat on the other six acres. Um, to me, I wouldn't feel like I'm contributing to, um, to our ecosystem in the, in the right way. Um, so these are what I want to, this is how I value it. And this is how I see myself contributing, um, in a positive way. Um, and I, and, and, and we're surrounded by the ocean here, you know, and that is something I always think about. The beach is just down the road from me. Like I'm right by the water. Um, and that is a, a valuable resource that we can't take for granted. Um, I was just watching a documentary last night about it. I, you know, I can get like choked up about it, thinking about it because we really just, it's so, it's so crucial and uh, we really can't take it for granted, the water. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't spray. I don't use any fertilizers, for example. There's nothing that I use that in my opinion would be um, harmful to the environment. So, you know, reducing that type of runoff and, um, and things like that are, are my goals. Many of the small farms on Martha's Vineyard are not certified organic, but pride themselves on practicing sometimes better than organic farming practices. Mallory grows a very diverse group of crops, and she focuses her efforts on a single acre. She does this for a very specific reason. This year, um, I had a significantly less amount of waste. You know, last year was my first season. I didn't totally know what was going to sell. I'd never even been to Martha's Vineyard. So um, I was like, I guess I really got to test the waters here. Um, and that's a big important thing to me is reducing the waste because, you know, I want to grow what I can sell. I don't want to have a bunch sitting here that isn't going to sell. Um, and what we don't sell, we compost. So I'm trying to be really conscious of that and make sure that we're on a good cycle of almost no waste. Farming a diverse group of crops, even on a small plot of land, can be very taxing. It's expensive to hire extra help, so Mallory often works alone. To me, farming has been the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Truly the hardest thing I've ever done. It's physically hard. It's, it's physically demanding. It's emotionally demanding. It can be lonely. It can be very lonely. Um, but it's extremely rewarding. You, you see the, the impacts directly every day. Um, you learn about, you know, if I move this soil this way, these weeds are going to come up. <laughs> so that's a big thing that's important to me right now is learning about no-till farming. I, uh, you know, initially when I first moved here, I laid down silage tarp and killed the sod that way um, so that we could come back and a couple months and make our beds um and I just use a walk behind tractor here um I don't have a four-wheel tractor so uh I'm really aiming to do very minimal tilling um because to me we're just going to disrupt the soil more um cause more soil erosion cause um our ecosystem to break down more and there's so little microorganisms inside that soil that I don't want to ruin or damage or kill and um you really see the, the, the impacts that you have on the land. Um, you know, I can look and stare at these weeds that I'm just staring at that I know came up because we disrupted the soil. Um, so you learn a lot from, from doing instead of just reading all the time, um, which I really enjoy. And another thing about Martha's Vineyard that I really love and appreciate so much is that there are a lot of females in the ag 
community, a lot of females in the food system industry in general, um, a lot of badass women that I respect a lot and uh, have learned a lot from and so, so grateful that I get to work with them, that I get to work alongside with them. Um, you know, of course, it's, it, it's interesting that we're on an island and you can only sell to so many people. You can only sell such a unique variety of crops, etc. Like, you know, if I'm growing tomatillos and my friend's growing tomatillos, you know, at least we can talk about the problems we're having with our tomatillos <laughs> um but we're in it together like you know it, you're competing to an extent because you know you you got to make a living but you're also in a community so it's almost community it's community over competition here and i i value that and appreciate that so much so much many people feel tremendous pressure to stay the course to do what's societally normal to follow the path that their parents may have laid out for them but Mallory took a plunge. She took a risk. And she finds herself in a unique position where she can do what she truly loves. So coming full circle on the thought of my parents and me starting farming and me doing my ag certificate in Brooklyn and them being like, what are you doing? This is crazy. You know, and my parents totally had, my dad for sure had the idea, you know, farmers don't make money, Mal. I grew up around farms. My dad was a farmer. You don't, you're not going to make money. You're not going to be able to, how are you going to support a family? You know, that was what he was always concerned about. He's like, I just don't think you'd be able to support a family doing that. And um, I pushed it, man. I pushed it hard. And uh, I had my parents out here this summer. My dad retired this year in June. And they came out right after, the day after he retired, they came out here for a week for the 4th of July. And uh, my dad sat on the porch with me, you know, and I made this, cheese board with veggies sliced up on it and I was like hey I grew those you want to eat some and he was like I can't believe this I am blown away and just so happy and they couldn't have been more supportive and more helpful while they were here my dad helped me build our washing station he helped me build our drying table for our greens he helped me build our bubbler to wash our greens and you know, my mom was out here weeding. She weed whacked. She, she uh, pulled weeds. She helped me harvest. She washed salad mix. She bagged salad mix. I mean, they were here. They were ready to go. They were in it. And they were both just like, I, you know, I can't believe it. I'm so proud of you. And to me, that meant the world. I, I, I was so happy that they got to come here. You know, they flew into Boston. They, they did the whole trek. They took the bus down, they got on the ferry, they came, I picked them up from the ferry, they were like, oh my God, that took forever. And I was like, yeah, I know, but it's worth it, right? And my dad was just kind of like, yeah, it's absolutely worth it. And they, they too, they didn't have like the, they didn't know what to expect on Martha's Vineyard. They didn't expect to see a farm like this or, you know, they came to the farmer's market with me. They worked at the market and it's hilarious because both my parents work in advertising and sales and you know, I'm like, mom, you can't go out there and sell it. Like, it's not like a commercial, like it's, you know, it's a carrot. So make sure you're selling it like a carrot and not like TV time. And she's like, well, I know what I'm doing. I'm like, okay. And they had, you know, she had her like Detroit versus everybody shirt on. She's a proud Michigander. And it was so great. I mean, we got to share this moment that meant so much to me that they were not totally for at the beginning. And now they're like, all right, kid, you proved us wrong. So nicely done. <laughs> Mallory's hard work has paid off. 
and her story should serve as an inspiration for those who have identified something that they really care about and they'd like to pursue. I personally am looking forward to many more years of working with Mallory and Milkweed Farm. To find out more about Mallory Watts and Milkweed Farm, visit foodmindedfellow.com podcast. While you're there, you can learn more about my private chef service on Martha's Vineyard, check out my merch store, or read my blog where I occasionally post recipes. Tune in next week when I meet a couple of Harvard grads who are growing shiitake mushrooms the old-fashioned way. This podcast was funded in part by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism.